Listeners to the Staples of Leadership, I'm here with my lovely wife, Dr. Staples. And I'm here with the brilliantly talented One Name Wonder Choice. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to be back uh, this week with our fourth edition, our fourth podcast, talking about a topic that we're extremely excited about, kind of revolving around motivation in itself. Um, with that, we are motivated by the feedback, the insight, the, the uh, information you've provided to us in relation to our podcast. Uh, and we want to, again, continue to endorse or to, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, we encourage you to <laughs> share your thoughts, your feedback, your stories, your recommendations, what you like, what you don't like. Absolutely. And so a bit of feedback that we did receive to start us off um, and one of those pieces actually came from, from a, a listener, and they said they love our energy, they love the enthusiasm, but they need us to slow it down. <laughs> so I'm going to try my best. No, just kidding. Thank you, Billy Madison. All kidding aside. But I do have uh, some assistance in order for us to, to help slow us down. So hopefully you can hear this. <laughs> ah, what's that sound, love? Don't forget mine. Yes. But today we are going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics, and I think it's one of yours too, Choice, um, is we can't lead people or um, be a leader or just living our lives without motivation. So today we're going to talk a lot about different theories, um, but all of them are going to be revolving around motivation. Uh, again, one of my favorite topics as well, I could literally talk about this by itself for hours on end. Uh, and a lot of the classes I facilitate and teach, it, it, it revolves around motivation in itself and we're going to get into intrinsic and extrinsic but something to think about uh, on any level is number one do you know what motivates you um what is your drive what is your passion what is your aspiration what is a motivator for you what makes you get up in the morning and go to work what makes you want to do a good job you know all of those factors in between and then i'll tell people once you've identified it identify it you know take a picture write it down get a tattoo whatever the case may be <laughs> um but to to let those that are closest around you that can affect change, that can impact that motivating factor for you and let them know. Um, because if people don't know, they're going to take a guess, they're going to take a stab in the dark, and they may or may not hit the mark in itself. So motivation is huge just to start us off in itself. So I know you're, you're, you're chiming in here. Yeah, that's a really good point. So that's actually on both sides, as a leader or as a follower, to share what motivates us. And I think what's really important with that aspect is self-awareness. And self-awareness is key when it comes to leadership um, because we can't motivate others if we're, not as, if we're not familiar with ourselves. And one of these days, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence, and that's a key aspect of emotional intelligence. So I don't want to get down that bandwagon. Um, but self-awareness and what motivates us is... Um, very important. Absolutely. So again, that just starts us off on this week's episode, uh, focusing on motivation in itself. So this week you indicated we were going to talk about a specific theory. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite theories is Theory X and Theory Y. And this started in the 1960s with Douglas McGregor. Now he studied how to interact with and influence subordinates. Um, he looked at how our beliefs shaped our behavior as a manager. Now he did propose two theories, like I mentioned, Theory X and Theory Y, of employee motivation. Now what is Theory X? 
Theory X is, is a, a thought process of a manager's perspective or a belief. And so the one key factor we have to understand is that our beliefs, you know, will shape our behaviors. And so under Theory X, a manager leader has a few things that they think about. They think that the, the average man or woman by nature is, you know, works as little as possible, meaning that they may dislike their work or overall they may be considered lazy. Yeah. Um, that this employee may lack ambition, they dislike responsibilities, and so they prefer to be led. Mm -hmm. uh, another instance is, is that they are inherently self-centered, uh, and they're really indifferent to the organizational needs or goals. And so with that, there's a, a thought process of a leader that the employee have to, has to be controlled, forced, and or threatened to deliver work, that they need to be supervised at every step, that there are only a few things that motivates this employee, you know, for instance, money and or security, and, and that these employees are really resistant to change. And so it's, it's a thought process of a, of a manager with the belief that employees are lazy, they don't want to get the job done, and that they're only going to respond to certain methods. What's, what are some of those methods? They actually, like you mentioned, um, they are um, an environment of command or control so they like to be told exactly what to do um, they they uh, the managers believe in implicit threats close supervision like you mentioned um, and tight controls uh, we see a lot of that coercion power that we talked about previously so we see a lot of that with our theory x managers um, theory x actually is a really old theory. It dates back to the early 1900s with uh, Frederick Taylor in scientific management. Uh, this is also known as Taylorism. And he believed that workers were strictly motivated by those extrinsic values, those extrinsic things. So money, security, things like that. And, and so there's a, a, a quote or an actual paragraph statement from the book. And it says that the Theory X manager believes that without this active intervention by management, people would be passive, even resistant to organizational needs. Uh, therefore, they must be persuaded, rewarded, punished, controlled. Their activities must be directed. And so the key word in that paragraph is control. Yeah. And so that Theory X manager is a, a thought process of controlling and directing and that they're going to, you know, for, for lack of better terms, micromanage and be, you know, provide strict adherence to rules and structure and it's at the crack of a whip if you wish yeah and that reminds me of our first episode when we talked about the difference between management and leadership theory x is much more that manager approach where it's all about control would you what do you think i, I absolutely agree and uh, it is in line with that and so it, I, I again it's you hear this phrase you know that our beliefs shape our behaviors mm -hmm. and so a leader believes in these instances, they believe in these factors, and it shapes their behaviors and how they interact, how they manage, how they direct, how they use coercion power uh, to, you know, to get employees to, to make things happen. Yeah, now we talked about coercion power, but you know, it, talk, it uses reward power too. So um, both coercion and reward is the ability of um, rewarding or um, punishing based on the performance. So I think both of those are used quite a bit in Theory X. Absolutely. Another, another favorite phrase, I've said it twice now, so there's quite a few uh, from Douglas McGregor. It gets into this statement. It says, force breeds counterforce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I heard that, it, it, it floored me, and I sat back and I and I and I, I listened to it is because I was hearing it in a in a format, and then I read it, and again, it says force breeds counterforces, 
And so that it becomes this vicious cycle from the theory X belief, a leader that utilizes control um, to to get employees to make things happen. To, you know, again with that that stern, that strict oversight, and they may even use harsh words, harsh tones, uh, and, and employees will then you know obviously respond in in from their position. Sure, boss, we'll get things done. No worries, don't worry about it. But in reality, employees will band together, and there's a form of an employee resistance, and their results end up being rather poor because you know they're being being yelled at they're being uh you know just treated pretty badly you know for lack of better terms and and then it comes back to the leader and so they've used this force to get things done the employees in turn respond with minimal effort because they're being treated in a certain manner through coercion implicit threats you know that very tight control and close supervision their results are then poor and then the leader is looking at their results and their thought process is i need to be even harder it's this vicious cycle that comes around full circle that through controlling, employees respond, results are poor, leader thinks, I need more control. They go back again, employees respond, results are poor, again, more control. So it's a really vicious cycle. Yeah, that reminds me of um, some micromanagers that I've worked for in the past. And as we're talking about this, I'm sure uh, some of our listeners are thinking, oh yeah, I've had a leader like that before. Now, a lot of what we're saying sounds so negative, like it's a bad thing, but I want to emphasize that some jobs in some industries really need this type of leadership. We talked about it in our first episode as well, but um, we see a lot of theory X in those blue collar jobs, or I've had a colleague who worked in the coal mine say, it's all theory X because that is not a pleasant job. You have to be motivated extrinsically to want to do those types of things. So there is a need for theory X just to get that out there. There, there is. I mean, <laughs> it kind of sounds pretty bad. It does sound bad, but I don't want to be going and shoveling coal either. True. And so we're going to get into, you know, some of the theory-wide pieces here in a second. And as Dr. Staple indicated, I'm sure as you're listening, you're probably thinking of some of some of those leaders you've had experiences with and, and how you felt, uh, which reminds me of a point in time in <laughs> my career. Uh, I was in Saudi Arabia, actually, and uh, we had a... We, we were working on the flight line. So for those of you who've worked on a flight line, you know that it's very strenuous and you're in Saudi Arabia and it's very hot, you know, and the conditions and the environment and the weather is not friendly for people to be standing out mm -hmm. on, you know, basically tarmac or a road where the sun is beating down on you uh, and just taking its toll. But we have a job to do. We need to get things done. And so, no, no, not at all. And it's, you know, it's the desert wind and it's just like you're, you're in an oven. But anyway, I'm there and we had um, a captain who wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a cop, wasn't in, in charge of us directly, but indirectly had oversight of our operations or the way we took care of business on this said flight line. And I remember I was the shift supervisor and my goal was to ensure that the people that were out there were taken care of, that if they had, if we had enough shade, we could provide it for them. We would do rotations to get people out of the heat so they could get back into some type of air conditioning, ensure they were getting restroom breaks and getting water and all those types of creature comforts to try to make the job in a 12 hour shift a little more pleasant. And I remember that they had moved this particular aircraft into an area that really didn't need to be there. We could have moved it someplace else and we're talking security. I get to this point in my story as I told the captain, I said, hey, um, let's go ahead and move this, this plane over to another area. You know, it's not, it shouldn't be too much of a hassle. You know, it can be a lot better. We don't need as enough people. It's going to make, you know, life much better for, for my guys. And he looks at me dead in my face and says, what are you concerned about? You guys are already paid for. Mm -hmm. He goes, you know, basically he said, quit your crying. Actually, it wasn't basically. He did say that. He said, quit your crying. Tell your guys to go stand out there and do their job. 
and and I had to look him back in his face because he was an officer and I, which was higher ranking and uh, I asked again and I got the same response and his thought process was we were just you know pieces of barriers <laughs> I mean I'm trying to use nice words here without getting too colorful um, but this this one particular captain was a piece of work mm -hmm. and we all had nicknames for him uh, that I, I, I care not to share in this format yeah yeah but he did not his whole thought process was get out there stand out there be in the heat uh, quit your crying you know do your job and and in the military you salute sharply and you say yes sir yes ma'am and you make it happen um, but his he was definitely along the lines of that theory X mentality uh, mm -hmm. he had you know he had a certain power in himself and it was through that you know that direct nature that coercion and basically there were repercussions if 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 I didn't listen to his orders and if my airmen or my my employees weren't getting things done and I never forget that I never forget someone ever telling me you guys are already paid for you know I was like who says that and uh, it stuck with me it stuck me to this day you are already paid for like I was some piece of furniture piece you know, just a, an inanimate object yeah that doesn't sound like a pleasant environment he he does sound like he truly was a theory X manager so what what's what's our alternative to that and so there's there's light at the end of the tunnel there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's that there's a theory why um process and again our our beliefs shape our behaviors and and this is a leader that takes a look at an employee and has a thought process that they're happy to work on their own initiatives you know they're more involved in the decision-making process that these employees are self-motivated to complete tasks that they enjoy taking ownership of their work, that they seek and accept responsibility and need very little direction. And they view work as being very fulfilling and challenging. And they like to problem solve, you know, through creative and imagine, you know, using their imagination mm -hmm. to find solutions to certain instances or problems. Yeah, and I think that's a lot more of what we see in the workforce today. So Theory X um, tends to be going out of fashion, more so granted that some positions still may require a bit. Require a bit. Theory Y is a lot of what we see. We have a lot of followers who really enjoy their job and they enjoy what they're doing and they work really hard to get a job that they enjoy. So I think that's really important. I mean, these people are happy to work on their own initiative, like you mentioned. They are self-motivated. Um, so I think that theory x and theory y touches are we ready to move on to to maslow's i mean i think we've provided enough i think again with theory y it's it's a, a different leadership or management perspective and that you know that the average human being or employee learns under proper conditions you know and they want to seek responsibility in that they have a different viewpoint and their 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 vision and their their motivation is towards the organizational goals and success Sorry. No, no, you're right on it. Um, I forgot we mentioned the extrinsic value with Theory X, and so Theory Y is focusing on those intrinsic values, and I forgot that's what I was supposed to mention. Yes. The intrinsic values are those um, internal uh, satisfactions that we get from our job. So that's what we see with Theory Y. Um, some internal, some intrinsic um, satisfaction that you get. Can you think of anything that you enjoy? Why do you enjoy your job? I enjoy my job because it provides me a... I get to see results. I get to see the smile on people's faces. I get to see that I'm impacting employees uh, one class at a time. I, I, I get to see what I like to call aha moments. Oh my gosh, you stole my line. <laughs> um, and so when I teach classes and I provide personal and professional development and someone wants to stay after the class or several people want to stay after class and they're excited about the information they just received and they want to talk about how they can implement and make a change in their department for their team, for themselves, 
that's that's that internal motivator for me that I that I, I look forward to that and and it's in my motto and 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 I'm changing lives one class at a time mm-hmm. and you know I may have a class of twenty my goal is always to reach at least one person mm-hmm. and if they take any bit away from the class it doesn't have to be something huge or earth shattering it could just be one concept it could be one story it could be one tool and then for me you know that's that motivator it, it, it makes me feel you know that I have a purpose and that I'm, I'm, it's bigger than myself and so through research and through you know, humor and those types of things. I, I just enjoy that in itself. I agree. And for me, it's it's seeing the students graduate. And um, actually, I just thought of a great example. I was at a, a little farmer's market with my sister-in-law, your, your sister. Mm-hmm. And I had a student come up to me and say, Dr. Staples, I just wanted to say hi and thank you. I actually, my sister was having a hard time. She has her own business and she was having a hard time coming up with a compensation plan. And I helped her look at what was motivating and created a compensation plan for her. And I'm like, completely out of the blue, I was looking like a bum. And a student just came up and shared this amazing story with me. And I'm like, wow, that's very encouraging. Um, But that is like so happy. Hold on. So her level of being a bum is is a far stretch. What shoes are you wearing? I don't know. This Come was on. a while ago. It was probably something pretty <laughs> and girly. Okay, exactly. So continue your bum story. I'm done. No, <laughs> no. But it really was a really great example because this student had been struggling. It was a benefits and compensation class. And she had been struggling because it's heavy numbers associated. And so numbers, everybody's not strong with numbers. And so her coming up to me after the fact, knowing that she had graduated, not only did she graduate, but she actually applied it outside of the classroom. It's just so encouraging. And so there's no monetary or no tangible, nothing I can touch that gives that um, reward, but just the, I helped somebody improve themselves satisfaction would be that intrinsic value. Um, And that's what we see in, in theory why. And this touches on the old, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no. And so, again, it's aligning in theory why managers and leaders have a certain belief, again, which shapes their behaviors. And they attempt to arrange things so individuals can achieve their own goals and happily accomplish the organization's goals at the same time. And so that's a tricky, tricky piece there to try to align someone's internal motivators, internal goals to then coincide with the success or meeting of the organization goals. And so I know in the department and the team that I work for now, um, they're very talented and skilled at, at aligning people's passion and aligning you know, the employees with what drives them. And, and, and when they're in those positions that they enjoy, that are they're motivated by, they're getting the job done that much quicker, they're more interested, they're doing the research because they're passionate about it, they enjoy it, and which in turn, affects the bottom line, it affects the company, it affects the organization. And so it's this huge, you know, just a great relationship of, of aligning those goals with someone's motivation, motivations. Yeah, and they just do a better job at it, to be quite honest. They do. They're more invested. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, and this kind of, so theory X and theory Y touches on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And most of us are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs because psychology is a, a, a requirement for most degrees. Um, but just as a reminder, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he proposed five different needs, uh, human needs. The first one being physiological. I always have a hard time saying that word, but the, the basis, the basics, that's breathing, food, water. Those are the essentials. We cannot have a desire to, to, to need anything else until we have those needs met. Absolutely. You got, you got to be able to breathe. 
<laughs> you gotta be able to eat. You gotta be able to drink. You know, you have to those, be able to survive. Those life-sustaining requirements. Yeah, and then the second level being safety, also life-sustaining requirements. So that would be family, health, and also employment. So theory X touches on these two bottom basis. You can't build the foundation without these two. What? So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we <laughs> we painted we painted this very vivid picture of theory X beliefs, which shape our behaviors, which kind of went down this negative path. And it painted a very, you know, just a, a, yeah. a dark picture of this particular theory. But yet now you're indicating and letting me know that it, it's needed in the in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, you can't move forward until you have those basic needs met. My mind is blown. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us we started off negative again. <laughs> I mean, but you know, so when you, I guess we're getting That's back important. to a pivotal point that it is important. Um, again, and there's there has to be a balancing effect that incorporates. All, you know, all, all of the different theories we're getting to, and you're looking at me, what's that? No, I'm just saying, like, you're at work for a reason. The work has to be done. You're not there just to lollygag, right? You're not there just to hang... Well, most of us who go to work are not just there to hang out. So you actually have goals you have to accomplish. If those goals are not being met, you can't go on to the theory why. I mean, I can't have wine 30 at 9.30 Well, let me ask your boss. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, because we're drinking wine right now, which is helping us slow it, down. It's also... we Are we slowing down? Um, it's also wine 30. It's not um, 8 a.m. on a Monday morning. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock someplace, but I get what you're saying. So we do have to have... We do have to have work done. And Correct. So, so there... So getting back to the point, there has to be... Again, you got to get the work done. There has to be some control factors involved and surrounded around that because if everyone came to work just to party... Things wouldn't get done. So there are rules, there are guidances or guidance, there's instructions, yeah. you know, that, that again, keep employees in line for the most part in, in order to get organizational needs met. Yeah, safety and the physiological needs are met. Once those are met, then we can go into our upper level, our theory-wise. Then we can, and for Maslow's, that includes belongingness. So that's the friendship, that's the family. Um, there's research that says if you have a best friend at work, you're going you're gonna to be more vested in that job. You're my best friend. <laughs> um, and then above that, we have esteem, and that includes self-esteem, achievement, respect for others, and self. Um, and then at the very top, we have our self-actualization. That's when we can truly be our best. We can be creative. We can um, do problem solving. So theory Y covers belongingness, esteem, and self-actualization. Once we have our bases are met, then we can focus on truly becoming who we want to be and what makes us happy intrinsically. So the goal is, number one, getting those basic needs met. And then number two, being at a point to where you can reach your full potential. Number two is making you happy. Where, where you're being invested in and people care about you and your goals and try to align your motivations with the organization's success. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about having a best friend. You know, and you're like, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever I go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to singer in this relationship. Um, I'm loving it. But I think that's beautiful with, with again, meeting those needs and then, and then taking that, that, that different perspective of getting people to be a part of the process and aligning people with their motivation, with their passion, and then you're going to get the best of your employees. Yeah, so if your staff, if your followers, um, your employees are meeting those basic needs, then you can take it to that next level and start managing them with a theory why approach. 
um, and bringing the best out of them. Now, there are disadvantages to both theory X and theory Y. Do you have time? To, do we have time to chat about that? Sure. What What, what you got? Um, so for theory X, this causes, and I think we may have already mentioned this, but this causes people to become demotivated and non-cooperative. So we kind of feel these are... We feel like we're micromanaged. We're like, don't watch over me. I know what I'm doing. Not today. Not today. <laughs> um, but we see a lot of high turnover with Theory X managers. Um, I mentioned that we see the Theory X leadership in a lot of um, undesirable roles. And we also see a lot of high turnover there, too. Absolutely. I, I would be curious, you know, from our listener base on what you experience. You know, again, I'm getting to the end here. But if you're in a capacity where you experience more Theory X and or Theory Y, Leadership, and so she was as not as Dr. Staples. I was indicating, uh, you know, this this is a very demotivating factor when you you have that type of stringent, strict, mm-hmm. you know, leadership and oversight. Uh, and, and again, you you have a ton of high toner turnover. I mean, the goals and tasks you know might be getting met. They may not be at the best type of result because people are just unhappily getting things done, mm-hmm. and it's through a kind of a, a leadership fear, leadership fear of the wrath in that aspect. But now you're losing people and you're spending more time trying to bring more people in. And there's costs associated with that, recruiting. Yeah. And then there's, again, a, a lapse. And, it's, and there's training. And then there's a deficiency. And so it's just a really negative cycle to stay on. It really is. And it actually reminds me of an example. And you might remember this place. But I worked for a company where I was literally locked in a room with thousands of employee files. And all I did all day long was data entry. And I had a manager who watched over my shoulder. There's nothing more stressful than having somebody watch over you as you type. And that sounds riveting. What are you talking about? I came home. I believe I was in tears every night I came home. Oh, we yeah. had to revisit you, that. Um, you so, were crying. Uh, yeah, it, it, very high I'm turnover. Crying. It's not a pleasant environment. So that those are some disadvantages of Theory X. But... Wait, did I mention she was crying? <laughs> I was young. Uh, um, sensitive. No crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Um, but now, we've said a lot of positives about Theory Y. Theory Y has disadvantages as well, Choice. What? Yeah, what do you think might be some disadvantages with our Theory Y? Well, if you, if you think about it, Theory X is the, the overabundance of control. Mm-hmm. In Theory Y, there's not a lot of it. And so there's, it could give people, you know, a little bit too much freedom and they may stray from key objectives and, and they potentially could lose focus. And, and ultimately, they could just take advantage of a really relaxed working environment. Yeah, and when that happens, you know, sometimes people get way too comfortable and they blur certain lines of, you know, employee to manager relationships and they may say certain things because, oh, I thought we were cool, bro. And, you know, I actually got a, a, a message recently and it was in a professional setting. Uh, and this individual messaged me and says, what up, my dude? <laughs> and I, I had a chuckle because I was like, who says that in a professional setting? And I, my response to this person was, uh, well, afternoon, sir. And, and he sent back, what's with all this sir stuff? And, I, and I, for me, it's just keeping things, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Uh, again, you never know who your audience is. And I know I've seen it where people... If they get way too comfortable, they slip up in front of the wrong people, and now they're saying to the CEO, what's up, my dude? And it's like, eh, that doesn't fly well with them. Yeah, no. And so under theory, why the negative attributes that can come in is just, there's just a little bit too relaxed and too lackadaisical approach, um, which can lead to potentially some unprofessional type of comments 
or situations. Absolutely. I mean, we hear about that all the time where um, managers go out with their subordinates and they cross the line. We're seeing a lot of that. Um, But I think it's really funny coming from you because you're such a fun person to hate with. What are you talking about? No, (laughs) I I am very, very certain, ma'am. It's just the military in me. And it's funny in the setting I'm in, it's, and again, and people know that about me, and they know my background, and so it's, it's kind of comical. Would you say you're a natural theory X or theory Y? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I think, I, I've said it before that we, we mimic what we've, we've been around um, growing up in you know, those formative years of leadership, and what we were exposed to in our earlier years of you know, being cultivated is typically how we'll act in certain instances so i'll say for my first half of my you know 20 plus years i was more along the lines of a theory x leader um i worked in a world of again law enforcement uh, you know where lives are on the line so there wasn't room for being lackadaisical there wasn't room Mm -hmm. for being too you know buddy buddy and those types of things so there was a very clear line that was drawn in the sand and if you crossed it there were consequences and repercussions and so i would say definitely for the first half of my my career I was on that that Theory X box mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, it wasn't until I was introduced or I was, you know, uh, I, I, I had more exposure to different leadership styles when I mm-hmm. left the law enforcement world and, mm-hmm. I, and I got a lot more, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Being more cultivated, uh, more, more developed, more invested. I, I definitely matured. Mm-hmm. I'm not to say that Theory X is an immature stand or viewpoint, but I definitely grew <coughs> as I moved along. And um, I, I moved into that theory why side of things, and I, I, I started to realize I was captivating a, a greater audience. And so, to answer your question, I know I'm long-winded. I'm definitely, by nature, theory X. Um, but by maturity, learning, and, and realizing I could, I could get more, I was in the theory why. What, what is that face for? So, you're saying that my theory of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is really... Um, reflective of you so as you mature and get those bases those safety those employment those family those health bases you're more focused on those self-esteem and creativity and problem-solving self-actualization I I would say yes I would say yes but and and I guess it's gonna be different for everyone in all honesty I think if I had stayed in my role if I'd never stepped outside of of where I worked at I may not have had an opportunity to be exposed to the different side of leadership, to the mm-hmm. different thought process, to the different investment that people were willing and wanting to to take and do with me. Yeah. And so I could have, in effect, stayed in Theory X, I mean, wholeheartedly for my entire career because I wasn't exposed to anything different. And the job that we did mm-hmm. was very, there's a very clear line. It's very black and white it when it gets into that the law enforcement world. Um, you know, there's there's some gray in certain areas, but again, for the most part, it's a Either you, you listen to my orders or you don't. Yeah. And if you do, great. If you don't, bad for you. You're going to have a, de- a bad day, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. And, and here comes out the cuffs and all those other types of things. So I think for our listeners, it's, it's good reflection to think about what experiences have you had? What, what transitions have you been through? You know, have you moved through different companies? Have you had different managers? Uh, what does that look like for you? What is your growth pattern? And, and I say it to everyone in my class. Every one of us have, has traveled a different path to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And along the way, along that path, we've picked up a lot of different things, you know, be that, you know, good traits, good concepts, or sometimes bad traits, bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad thought process, bad luggage, if you wish. Mm-hmm. And so I come back to you with that answer. I think it depends. 
Absolutely. And I think it does. You do need a mix of theory X and theory Y. I think that for those who know me, um, I'm all the way theory Y. I have faith in people's desire to do stuff and to accomplish goals. Um, that's just intrinsic in, in me, even though I'm very black and white. Like I have structures and things need to get done. Um, and I use the example of teaching. So I teach not only um, human resources and leadership, but I also teach statistics. So I use a very my natural theory why approach in the human resources and the leadership classes. But in statistics, people are not going to just go and do that work. I have to have more of a theory X approach and have accountability for their actions in those types of courses. So we do tend to favor one over the other, but there is an important mix of the two. And um, it suggests that theory X is good for new starters that need guidance, maybe some new managers, or those less desirable positions that people don't find joy in. Um, and then theory Y is good for managing a team of experts. Okay, okay. I could definitely see your natural default to be in a theory Y capacity. I know we've had discussions over the years on some employee interactions and instances where you're telling me stories about how someone said something or did something and, and I'm standing looking at you like, well, did you throw the book at him? Or, you know, did you, what did you do? You know, in my first recourses to, to reprimand, to use coercion, you know, and why, do, why wasn't it fixed, you know, and I'm snapping and I'm, and I'm, and she's looking at me like, well, what do you mean and why? And so in other instances, there have been situations to where I was quick to, you know, point out flaws or want to go down that path and, and, you know, Dr. Staples would come back with, well, have you thought of this or have, have you thought of that? So bottom line is, you have to have a happy balance. There has to be a happy median um, with theory X and theory Y. And there is a place or a time and a place for both thought processes. You know, again, our beliefs shape our behaviors, um, but slanting to one side or the other heavily has its disadvantages. And so having a mixture of the two and getting people to those basic physiological needs uh, with, you know, breathing, eating, and, 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 and living, and meeting those other needs of, of safety and work, and then moving and shifting into that theory why thought process of, of reaching goals, aspirations, you know, what inspires folks, and then trying to align that with the skill set and the job that they're performing can reach that maximum potential. And so I really love getting into this piece of motivation because it's that key. And so for those of you out there that are listening, what motivates you? What motivates you? Be that both intrinsic you know, is that job satisfaction, uh, goal accomplishment, you know, that fire within, be that extrinsic, be that, shoes. you know, yeah, shoe queen of the millennium. Um, but if that's, you know, fancy cars, big house, fat wallet, whatever the case may be, what are those intrinsic and extrinsic motivators that fire you up, that, that get you passionate? To make things happen. Yeah, no, and I think we cannot discount. So we're looking at it from a leadership perspective, but that is going to be different for each follower. Oh, yes. So it's not all or nothing. It is It is depending on the follower's motivation. So yes. when you ask what motivates you, we're not asking what motivates you as a leader. What motivates you as a follower? And does your leader understand that? Yes, yes. That's You couldn't have said it even more, more profoundly. I do say that. <laughs> uh, you know, finding out that drive and determination for you. And then I'll say, you know, does your leader know that? And I, I get a lot of blanks there at times. Um, so it's, it's again from a leadership vantage point, that management vantage point, as well as being a follower, being an employee. Uh, you know, you're responsible to him or her. Um, they should be aware of it. And at the same time, if you are 
uh, a leader of employees, a manager of employees, you should be aware of what motivates your employees. And that will tie in and tap into how you balance your theory X beliefs and behaviors and your theory Y beliefs and behaviors and how that can cultivate growth, stimulate ideas, and make a more cohesive you know, organization, team, unit, if you wish, in the military. But it's just that much more of a, a organic effect and it just reaches that goal so much faster. Yeah, so this is such a heavy episode. Oh my goodness, we've talked about so much content. We talked about theory X, theory Y, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, extrinsic and intrinsic motivators, but this is just an episode full of motivation and that's really what life is all about. It truly is, it truly is. Uh, so this is actually one of our longer podcasts. <laughs> um, again, you can tell how passionate we are about motivation as I indicated starting this off. I could literally talk about this. We could literally talk about this for hours on end. Uh, this may not be our only podcast talking about motivators because it is the cornerstone in my belief. It is the foundation to success as a manager or leader. Being able to tap into that that energy, it's, it's just, it's it's limitless. And so uh, we, we want to continue to to encourage you to provide us feedback, which motivates us. I catch that tie. Uh, but motivates us into continuing to provide you more podcasts about leadership with our experiences with some twists and some side of sides of humor and so please continue to share your thoughts where can they do that at oh my goodness so yeah as Trice mentioned um share your thoughts about motivation i know he challenged you to think about that and i love that he did that it makes me so happy but we are now officially on stitcher so i'm super excited about Booyah. that that took a little while but so we are on uh, our website staplesofleadership.com we you can find us at our uh, staples of leadership facebook page facebook um twitter at staples of lead lead um as well as our website we're on soundcloud stitcher patreon and also itunes all under staples of leadership absolutely and so we started off with some feedback indicating we need to slow it down hopefully we've done that for you the reason why i can say that we've kind of been at a rapid pace number one because we do talk rather quickly but we're just so excited um individually and together to bring this information to you in in our format in our version um, so continue to do so. And some of the really good feedback that we've received uh, on Facebook actually spoke to what? Yeah, so you got, it sounds like you guys are really enjoying our groove, our insight, and our humor at the right time. Um, and we really appreciate all of your feedback. Uh, please leave a review. Follow us. We have more coming out. Um, I haven't shared this with Joyce yet, but I hope we have an upcoming episode on happiness in the workplace. Happiness. Emotional intelligence. Some really cool topics coming up. Yeah, so we got a lot coming at you really quickly in a fast format. Uh, again, please, please, please provide us your insight, feedback, questions, comments, concerns, complaints, any emotional outbursts that you might have as we continue to bring you the staples of leadership. Leadership, the staples of, the staples of, leadership, the staples of, the staples of, leadership, that's right, get your leadership on with us right now.